Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, digesting a 78 to 71 win for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders over Nichols. Nichols. <clears throat> Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts each weekday. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. And today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Thanks to LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College Today, terms and conditions do apply. We are hoops heavy on this episode, Chris, as we are uh, following a win for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders, and that's that's really all you need to know about it, right? Nothing else interesting about this game, just a win for Texas Tech, 78-71 to 71 over Nichols. You got to credit the opposition, but there's also a lot of conversation we're going to have today, I know, wondering what exactly was going on with the home team. <laughs> yeah, you you just tell me where you want to start. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's start first with the guy that wasn't yeah. on the floor because okay. I think that's as big of a story as anything. Jalen Tyson. I agree. Give us some context there. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you, you know, I, I I think what you are starting to see with this team, I just don't expect some miracle change or or anything personnel wise. I just don't know. I mean, you, you can see some guys improve and things like that, but. You are blessed with a, a you know a certain amount of guys that I think can just flat out go. He's one of them. Take him out of the equation, and I, I think it 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 changes the dynamic greatly because other guys. Okay, where does the scoring come from? Where does the playmaking come from? Where does the you know just the you, you know just somebody that you 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 trust that that's very talented? And I think Jalen was kind of emerging there. He hasn't been perfect, but. Uh, at that point, okay, when he's not playing, you at that point have to lean on, okay, one of these other freshmen, or you're going to have to lean on one of these these transfer guys in Demorian Williams or Kerwin Walton. And it, it Demorian got the the start, uh, but I think Jalen not being there, it, it, it's, you know, because I, I just go back to a week ago, th- those starters, that, that was the – that those were the five that got the bulk of the minutes. I mean, and that rotation shrunk a lot. And you and I had talked about that. You know, Mark is used to subbing a lot, and and then it it just in that Georgetown game toward the end, it just stopped because there's certain guys that you trusted and certain guys that you just you didn't. And I, I'm I'm using the word trust, whatever the reason. This is who you were comfortable with to be in the game at the end, and. Uh, I think last night was interesting because it, it was DeMorian that got the start, but it's Lamar Washington that ultimately kind of accepted that other role and then kind of, you know, his, his, he played he played a, a major role uh, in this game. And he's one of those young guys with a lot of upside. But I just think you see a lot of the things that, that Jalen can give you, whether it be rebounding or scoring or just being, being an athlete, a decision maker, whatever it may be. And 
I expect him to be back for next Tuesday night versus Eastern Washington. Uh, I think it's just a, a, an ankle sprain. I hope it's not worse than that. I don't believe that it is. But, you know, I, and I think you can just see that going forward. If you're missing any of the following for an extended period of time, it, it's going to be trouble. And that's O'Banner, Bacho, Harmon, uh, Pop, or, or Jalen Tyson. You survived it against Nichols, but when you get in the Big 12, it's, it's yeah, you, you could just kind of see that, that that trouble could be around the corner. Yeah, it was a frustrating night in a lot of ways. And again, I want to credit Nichols, uh, Chris, but I just, I mean, what did you see from um, an intensity standpoint? Because I, I really felt like from word go, uh, Texas Tech's body language to a degree wasn't where you would like it to be. And I don't know if it was just a drop off, you know, they got got on one night, even though they still won the game. Um, or if they're just playing some bad basketball. What, what did you see? Because I wondered if more so maybe it was some of the intensity that was leading to a halftime deficit uh, as opposed to just really bad basketball. Yeah, you know, and, and Cowan, I, I, I think I, I think with Nichols, one, this is one of the oldest teams in college basketball. that They have, I think, three grad transfers that start. They have some other seniors that play, but it, but it's it's an old team. And Coach Clonch had talked about that before the game. Hey, because, I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's at BYU, at, at Arizona, at Wyoming, at, at Texas Tech, at Baylor, at Mississippi State. I mean, they're, they're – he loaded that thing up. And, and the point was – I want them to go through some adversity. I want them to deal with some ups and downs. So I'm going to, I'm going to put them in a, in a tough spot in a lot of these games and hopefully there's a payoff. And so you go into this game knowing we're, we're clearly the younger team. And I think that pop even said it after the game was over, we came out flat and, that's frustrating when you're a fan and you kind of hear that, like, why, what's the answer? And I think that's Mark's biggest, issue with this group right now and some of these individual pieces is trying to convey to them how hard you have to play at this level all the time. And I think we took that for granted a bit last year with that group last year because it wasn't old and a very mature group and they just played so hard Um, and, and there was good chemistry. And I don't know if you have that anywhere close to that yet. And I guess the key word there is yet, are you ever going to get it? Is it going to, is it around the corner I mean, it depends on if you're an optimist or a realist or however you want to look at it. But I just think some some of these pieces uh, aren't maximizing, you know, their effort because I, I and I, I guess I just say that because to your point, it just looked like Nichols wanted it more, played harder, and 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 you you know, like there's a couple of of numbers on the stat sheet that stick out that that tell me uh, that they wanted it more. Statistically, this is one of the worst defensive rebounding teams and rebounding teams in general in the entire country. And when you go to halftime and you're down seven and you've given up, I think, four or five offensive rebounds, and that's led to, to eight, eight or ten points for Nichols, those are things right there that tell you that they're – because they're not – they've not been good against anybody else, but they're getting it done against you – and the, the question is why, you know, are you just out of rotation? Are you not rotating over quickly enough? Are you forgetting to block out? I mean, all the above, but 
I, I just think for you to even ask that question, uh, it, it should tell you that, you, you know, the other team did did look like they were playing harder. And I think that's a that's a problem. It, can it be fixed? You hope. Uh, but it, it's something yeah, I don't it, I don't even know what I want the answer to be, Chris, because I could <laughs> I could talk myself into either scenario like, right. Well, at least it wasn't just these are really bad basketball players. Boy, they play hard, but they stink. I almost feel like this early in the season, like if you're late in Big 12 play and you're seeing this, then you're up a creek without a paddle. Uh, but I almost feel like this early in the season, I would say, all right, well, your intensity wasn't where it needed to be, but that is fixable. That's coachable. That's teachable, I guess. Not that it's a good thing, but I almost feel like that's easier to fix than, boy, these guys just stink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I think the group last year, and I don't mean to necessarily keep comparing. I'm just going off of the the, the only – Mark Adams coach team that we had, you know, other than yeah. this one was last year. So that's why I keep going back, but it's such a stark contrast in, in the way that these teams were built long, old and athletic, uh, not near as, as long. I don't know if is athletic and much younger and they're just not anywhere near as good on defense. And this is your worst, I think Ken Palm, you know, rating, which I know Mark and, and those guys look at a lot. It's the worst rating you've been, you've been uh, defensively in, I think, uh, a little over two years. I think that's right. Um, and and I, I just – but that's part of just playing hard. But the key was last year they played so hard together. And I think right, right. now you've got a lot of individual parts that it's not necessarily as connected. And, again, that's part of the non-conference, part of – coaching is you you, sure. you try to improve and you try to you know gel them and and you hopefully it looks a lot different in mid-january than it than it looks in in mid-december but you know there, there's some there's some red flags for sure i mean it's just uh call, call it what it is because uh, you know the last two games we've seen you've been kind of in some ways lucky to win them and in in other cases you you go hey man we're, we're just better we're learning we're young you know, we, we, we survived it. Uh, but, you know, if it if, if, if some of these things don't get fixed, I mean, it's going to be oh, a rough yeah. year in the Big 12, man, because it is unforgiving. And I just I just know what some of those environments are like because I've been in them and it chews up some of those environments chew up really good teams. Uh, and they don't those environments don't care how young you are or. <laughs> Or, or whatever they they do it, it's a non-negotiable there so I, I just uh but but that's what I think mark is trying to convey uh to to these some of these pieces here younger ones especially is how hard you have to play but the key is is trying to get them to play really hard together uh instead of just playing really hard and doing your own thing yes and we knew it'd be a work in progress yes. still very much is as we sit here on yeah. December 8th. Coming up directly ahead, we'll stick with hoops. And I do want to get to one of those biggest red flags that are not new, but remain as we sit here. And you will not survive in Big 12 play if that continues the same way. We'll get to that coming up ahead. But first, directly ahead, I want to get to pop, 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 pop. What you going to do when your shots don't fall, <laughs> when Nichols comes for you? Pop Isaacs and the Ascension. That was we well done, Callan. Thank you. Saving your bacon uh, from United Supermarkets Arena. Coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But 
first. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Create a free job post in minutes right now on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Make it easy for you to cut through the fat and get to the candidates that fit your profile with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on those candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and possibly hire. That's part of why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is ready to help you and your business today get to those candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen each day. New episodes each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, the take of the day, and big game recaps available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. That is Locked On Sports Today, right here on the Locked On podcast network uh, i think it goes without saying as we digest the win over Nichols, it's not going down all that smooth but for one individual chris best game of the year and that's pop isaacs who scored 24 career high as a red raider we also saw not a negative assist to turnover margin was it positive i won't tell you that it was three and three so he's keeping his head above water i suppose but one i really one. felt like that's exactly right i really felt like he saved your bacon man i mean i don't know where you are last night at the end of the day with all due respect to guys like lamar washington but uh i think pop isaacs is really the reason you were able to survive that game yeah he, he you know pop is a he's a what i would term a combo guard but i think what you're seeing is he's much more and this is why he he starts at the two because he's a he's more comfortable off the ball uh, and that's where it allows him to to knock down some of these shots. And I think what you're seeing is he's very – he just doesn't hesitate, man. I think at the beginning of the year, maybe there's a little hesitation. Okay, is this a good shot? Is this a bad shot? Should I pull the trigger here? But now he's just stepping into him. And I think you – I mean, even at the end of the game against Nichols uh, last night, you know, he, he starts getting face guarded a little bit. They're just like, okay, we're going to play four on four. We're not letting you – you know, we're not going to let you beat us. Uh, but I, you know, five of six from three, man, and I think that it, it did it. It saved you, uh, just his ability to score and 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 make a few plays here and there, and uh, it, and really the only thing you have with him is if he'll just cut down on the turnovers. Uh, overall, I mean, I really love. I think you're going to love what you get out of this young man all the time, and even if he doesn't knock down a bunch of threes every game, you know, just because he's got some juice. I think he knows how to play. He just gets sped up and a bit cloudy on, on where to go with the ball at times or just makes a, a decision. But I, I just – he seems like he's a, a much older guy than a true freshman. Uh, he looks this way, plays this way. He kind of, you know, carries himself this way. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I think his perimeter shooting and because and, he flat out can shoot it, man. He's a sniper. I mean, bottom line. 
Yeah, he was shooting a little less than 40%, but right about there from beyond the arc, even prior to last night's ball game, a five for six night will bump you up to 48% on the season. <laughs> so that was all right. Shooting it pretty I mean, good right now yes. from beyond the arc. But yeah, uh, that is salty. Uh, around 40%. I, man, you hit the nail on the head uh, when talking about you need him uh, to play older than he is. And I think he has so far. And I was thinking about that in our our first portion of the show when we're talking about how young the team is. And immediately Isaacs is stepping out in my mind because it's like, yeah, we know what the number is as far as his age or as far as his classification. But I do feel like one of the, he is one of those guys that could be a little bit of a luxury uh, to improve your – I don't know if it's maturity or if it's just being cocksure, <laughs> confident, whatever it is, Chris. Because uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like – you know, he's some mature, grizzled veteran, but he's unafraid. And I think that yeah. comes with maturity once you spend time on this level or in the Big 12 Conference. For some, it takes time to get there. He's already there. So that's, I guess, specifically what I mean when I'm thinking about uh, him playing beyond his age. It's just that that fearlessness right now. At any point in the game or when you need a big bucket, I don't know if he's always going to be called on, but I bet he's got his hand up every time to say, hey, I'm ready to be called on immediately, right? Yeah, I, I think he, I think you nail it in that not scared and of the moment or of the ball or and again, if he'll just if he'll just be a bit uh uh, you know, uh, you know, smarter or understanding situations at times because I think he gets going so fast at times in break situations that I think that's where some of the mistakes happen. But I just, yeah, he's not scared. I mean, he wants these shots, uh, I, but yet he, I don't think he forces them. Uh, it's always in the flow. Uh, I think anytime he kind of passes up an open look, you're thinking, okay, you know, that that's, you know, I think what you're seeing is these are shots that he needs to take every time if he's got uh, an open look. Because you, you you just touched on, I was looking at it. You, you mentioned the forty eight percent, but like what you were missing last night. I mean, Jalen Tyson's a fifty five percent three point shooter. Okay, so those two guys, you know, and this is kind of what you you hope to turn uh, with with this particular team is like, okay, maybe we're not as good on defense, but we're going to be much better uh, from the perimeter. Well, those two guys certainly to this point have been. Uh, the numbers would suggest that they are are you know, they need more looks and not less, but you were missing one of those last night. But I just thought, uh, and again, Pop's still learning. He's a freshman, True. you know, and I just think though that, but what we're seeing now compared to what we saw in game one or two, it's different. And so how much better, how much better can it get? But um, he's going to have to provide a lot of minutes, a lot of scoring. And, and again, but when you put him on, like when he is asked to play the point, I think he gets worn down a bit. Uh, I think I don't know if that's his natural position to where I think initiating and kind of getting everybody in, into the right spots and kind of initiating the offense, uh, and then that maybe takes away a, a few uh, looks from him. But that's why he's so good uh, lined up next to Harmon off the ball, and that's where he gets uh, a lot of those uh, open looks, like he did early in the game. And you thought, okay, here we go. You're you're up ten to four. You're going to be in good shape. Couple of threes, couple of bacho dunks, ten to four off of the races we go, and as we would see, not so much. <laughs> uh, I'm curious before we uh, move on to waving these red flags <laughs> like we're landing a freaking airplane or something. There's a few of them yeah. to get to as we wrap up the show. But Davion Harmon last night, one for eight, was was probably his roughest day of the season. As we talk about Isaac's best day of the season so far. 
was that just a, a rough night for Davion? Did you see Nichols making a priority of Harmon, or, or how do you feel like that kind of uh, came to be? Yeah, you know, I, I think my one uh, – I don't know if – I hate to use the word criticism. I, I think the one thing I'd like to see Davion do less of is dribble so much. I think that, you know, there, there's times where I think that, you know – Dribbling is part of basketball, and I think that it can be used <laughs> properly. Okay, we we understand right. that. I just think that too often I see him, and really this team in general, dribbling with no purpose. Like mm. you know, and then you get into the offense late into the shot clock because you just kind of dribble the air out a little bit before you try to get into whatever action you're you're trying to run. And I think it, and then and then that that can equal a bad shot or a, or a turnover because you've got to force something at the end of the shot clock. And so I, I think he, he's been really good about not turning it over. And you almost wonder, yes. is he being too careful? You know, is he, I'm, I'm, I'm being too protective and too careful oh, of, of not to commit a turnover. Uh, so with that, though, we, it, it causes a few other issues. And again, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this thing out like everybody else. But that's, that's one thing. I just wonder if you would – get into what you're trying to do earlier and, and dribble less and just kind of pop that thing around the perimeter and just see what you can get. Because I, and I think it, it's fair to wonder, like, what are you trying to get done on offense? I mean, some of the pick and rolls worked. Uh, I saw pop Isaacs kind of, you know, directing traffic at one point when Harmon was out of the game, he knew he could get a pick and roll with, with Bacho. Uh, maybe it was Robert Jennings actually off to the side. He got the ball off to the side. He wasn't even involved in the play, but it equaled a, a pick and roll. And, and Robert Jennings, I think it was either a dunk or a, a dunk attempt and, and two free throws, but I could see, okay, this is what I want to get done. I like this matchup. Let's get this screen up here. We can get the, the pick and roll happening and away it went. And with Harmon, and again, part of it is just learning and learning to play together and learning, but dribbling less, I think, would go a long way uh, with with everybody, including a guy like Harmon. I, I think there's been times, Casey, before we wrap this part up, I think there's been times where when Harmon is aggressive on offense, it's good because he can get into the lane probably easier than anybody you've got, yeah. uh, but he's not the biggest guy. And so I think there needs to be a plan once he does that. Is that, you know, getting a post touch and then kicking it back out for, you know, somebody to get a perimeter look? Or is is there some uh, plan in place when he does penetrate because he can't finish every time because he's just about six foot or so. So I love his motor. I think he's clearly your best defender. Uh, but I think offensively, it's still very much a work in progress. Interesting. You think he's the best defender right now? I do. Uh, on ball defender, oh, without okay. a doubt. I don't even think it's close. Uh, I think I think Bacho, obviously, you, you think about him and, and rim protection, but I think just on-ball defender, I think Davion Harmon is 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 the guy right there. And I think, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know who I could offer up as the, as the second best at this point. I think uh, there's some potential there. Uh, but, again, it's always, too, with what how Mark wants to play. It's all got to be within the system as well, yeah. you know, and, and the yeah. scheme that he's trying to employ. Yeah, uh, he's not going to have many more nights like that, I don't think. No, yeah. If he does, and you're minus Jalen Tyson, maybe we shouldn't be surprised that it winds up 78-71 <laughs> against yeah. Nichols because I don't yeah. know where else you're getting it from and how many times you can count on Lamar Washington getting to the free throw line 17 times. I'm not quite sure. Oh, <laughs> speaking of that line, 
It's time for red flags. We'll get into some red flags coming up. We're going to go to the charity stripe. Charity stripe. We're going to go to the turnover column. Some other things that are standing out to Chris and myself. Coming up dead ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Get there now to see what the trends are looking like this week as we're still rolling through football season, but basketball now upon us. But they got it all covered for you there at Bet Online. Football, basketball, combat sports, esports, whatever other nerdy things you want to gamble on, they got it for you there. So get there now for all the angles, all the action, and the angles on all the action with Bet Online, the HQ for live betting stats and scores, and the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about what the trends are shaping up to look like as we hit the weekend with Bet Online, where the game starts. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts and make us your first listen. When your feet hit the floor, you've got it at your fingertips before you're even out the door with a new episode each weekday. With Chris, I'm Casey coming at you west of the 100th Meridian where it's really going down. Basketball heavy conversation today. We'll get back to some football thoughts, of course, coming up on tomorrow's episode. And when I say, of course, like, of course, you know, I really mean it, of course. Uh, But we wanted to wrap up today's episode, Chris, getting to some of those red flags. I mean, there's plenty to look at in a 78 to 71 win over Nichols where you just think, all right, for this night, this was not good. And this can't be not good again. Uh, especially when you get into Big 12 play. But there are some things that were not that good uh, on that night at the USA and really haven't been good many other nights for Texas Tech. And I got to go there once again. And you forewarned us about this prior to the matchup, saying that Nichols turns teams over. And they did it again to Texas Tech, 18 on the night for the Red Raiders as a team. And I don't have their average right in front of me, but that's about where they've been hovering, unfortunately, uh, I think, this season. That is not survivable in the Big 12 Conference, man. You need to be like 12 at worst. 10 or fewer would be uh, probably sweet 16 kind of caliber if you're talking about big picture. But I I don't know if it's just team chemistry, synergy. I want to credit some opposition defense as well. I I think that's deserved. But what is leading to what has been a consistent problem uh, at this point as we're almost halfway through December for the Red Raiders? Yeah, I, I think, you know, last night in particular, Nichols has a lot to do with it. They turn teams over about 20-plus a game. They average about 11 or 12 steals, which is, I think, top 10 in the country. They gamble a lot. And and with that, so from Nichols' standpoint, they are going to turn you over. They're going to gamble. They, they, they scramble around well. However, with that, they are one of the most foul-prone teams in the country. So – you, you got you got a little bit of all of it uh, against Nichols for the Red Raiders because you did turn it over 18 times. That's I think on average you're turning over about 15 and a half times a game. So you actually went over your your average, unfortunately. Again, you know, and and one of the things is is their strength was your weakness. So that certainly uh, worked out that way. But what what would happen was is they would end up 
scrambling around. And, and if, if anything, they just panic and then foul, you know, and I think uh, they, they fouled you a ton, which is what why you ended up at the free throw line, what, 40, 46 times. But I, I think that you, 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 you've, you've bullseyed it, man. You, you can't you can't do this. You can't live this way or you're just not going to win in this league. You know, you just cannot do it uh, because most of these games, they have been anyway, really close. You get into uh, a two or four or six point game and it's a couple of possessions here or there. And if the other team has extra, because there's some, there's some big time guards in this league and, they're going to turn you over and they're going to finish at the other end and you're going to be left going dad gummit if I'd have just taken better care of the ball or, but it's, I, I think it is, it's, it's, it's chemistry. It's, it's what, what are we trying to get done? It's just basketball IQ. It's just a combination of everything in youth uh, and trying to play together, but it, it's not survivable. It, it just isn't. If that part right there doesn't get fixed or improve, it doesn't matter really what else you're you're trying to do because you're just not going to be talented enough to overcome it, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't. Have I mean, you ever seen 46 free throw attempts? By the way, that's a new one. There's been there, I know there's been a couple of tech games where you've gotten into the 40s before, and and again, this is this is typically how you pound teams. You pound them in yeah. the paint. You own it when you were running motion offense, and you know Bob Knight used to say, "Hey man, we want to make more free throws than the other team attempts." And, and and again, bottom line is this: this had a lot to do with with style and and the schemes of these two teams. Uh, in that, that's kind of how Nichols plays. You know, they're going to foul a bunch, but they're going to get a lot of turnovers and steals with it. So they they this is the they picking their poison there. They're undersized a bit uh, in the paint, and so it equals a double team. Uh, and, and every time uh, a post player touches it, which was you know Kevin O'Banner, Daniel Bacho, and they're going to force some turnovers, but they're going to, they're going to foul you. And so it, away we go. But um, I just, you know, I just go back to, <laughs> you, you've got to, you've, you've got to be better there. And, and, and what drives like, like a couple of things like last night, two of your 18 turnovers, DeMorian Williams, just stepping out of bounds. He, he's, he's, you, you've penetrated, you've kicked it to him on the wing and he steps out of bounds on uh, one in each half. And it's those, it's like those IQ got to understand where you are. Um, these are out of bounds lines, son. These lines are out of bounds. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like you're playing on the old Petersburg, Texas gym where the corner three was in the coach's lap. There was no corner, but they have yeah, that. They don't have that excuse at the USA. <laughs> no. And, and, and it's in, in some of these cases, man. And, and I don't mean to be like mean, but I'm just I just wonder if some of these newer pieces, if they can play at this level, like if they can, if, if they're going to ultimately adapt uh, and it's early and you don't want to write the book yet. I'm just I mean, kind of early, if but yeah, but if you're exactly if the beginning anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, but, you know what I'm saying? Th th those are those are simple uh, things. And I, and, I, and I don't mean to, to pick. I just I was just thinking about, you know, because I mean, those are those are mistakes that. It, it will you survived it but you, you do that a couple of times uh you know in lawrence or in fort worth or in waco or it, it's curtains you know that's just kind those of the dead ball personal fouls after the whist those are just things that that are within your ears right that you've got yeah. to be better at yeah They're just so understanding where you are but 
in some of the fast break situations, I just think you get sped up and you you maybe see something that's not there. And again, I think what Mark's trying to preach to him is just make the easy pass, fellas. We don't have to overthink it. Mm. Sometimes the best play is the easiest play. And uh, but again, that just comes with experience and playing together. And and you're going to have to live through some of this and learn from some of this. This was going to be a but it's the best way to teach them too is like by failure, you know, and there may be some losses that, that are around the corner that you go, what in the world just happened, but maybe you're better off for it. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like, you know, learning from losses, but that's the old saying, man, you either win or you learn. Uh, let's hope last night though, that they did both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, thank God you survived it and got a W at the end of yeah. the day, but there's going to be plenty of uh teachable moments from from what we saw against Nichols. I just the the sinners the uh, synergy or the chemistry or the chemergy and the sinistry, I don't know which one you want to go with. <laughs> All of it. Uh, is not is not good I don't think right now. I'm I'm not trying to say it should be better cuz I knew you were going to be a work in progress, so maybe this right. is just the natural process. I don't know. But Chris, we're getting close to to Christmas, the end of the year. I'm just wondering about like possible discontentment disgruntlement with players do you think that we're gonna see like exits here or there which have become kind of i don't want to say commonplace but we've seen it before as we get to this time of year i think we saw it we see it a season ago with uh yeah sadar calhoun uh, sadar calhoun yeah um yeah what, what's your feel for maybe what we could see over the next few weeks as far as personnel and coming together as a team or, or breaking apart i guess potentially well it's it's a great uh, hypothetical question to ask. I, I think odds are, I mean, let's put it this way. Nothing would surprise me. I think NIL factors in to a lot of this as well. Uh, there's a lot of money uh, uh, being thrown around here with this, uh, with this roster. And I think that's, you know, various speaking engagements uh, all summer long that was discussed and it's, it's, you know, not necessarily public knowledge. You can't go look it up, but I mean, it, it was not a secret as to, how much money was being uh, thrown around here, but I, I don't, I don't know how that factors in. But I mean, yeah, there's probably some some players that aren't playing near as much as they would like to, and are unhappy. I mean, just like Sadar Calhoun, you know, bailed out last year, um, and you know, and again, you have every right to go do that if that's what if that's what is sure. best for you. Uh, I I don't, but again, it, with this particular group, nothing will surprise me. I, I'll say this, and, and again, because odds are you know, something, something, you know, usually happens at this t around semester, you know, uh, yeah. but I can't say yes or no for sure one way or the other. But again, I just think if, if you're naive, if you think that so everybody would be thrilled and happy and perfectly content with whatever their role is. But again, it's, it's up to Mark and those guys to try to, you know, massage the chemistry and make sure, sure that everybody understands that they're getting a chance or going to get a chance or whatever. But, you know, who knows what everybody's interests are either. You know, you just don't know that. Well, and I'm thinking among some of those reserves, like, dude, yeah. we're starving for reserve minutes. Like, love for you to command some more of those minutes. But um, if you're not, you know, commanding that responsibility from the coaching staff, then uh, I don't know what to say about it. But it seems like there's plenty of opportunity there for anybody who would like more time to earn that time because – uh, you've got some shoes to fill. There, there's no doubt. I, I just can't believe that going, we're walking away from the most recent game and it's now Lamar Washington that we talk about. Like, okay, maybe he's got number six. I don't know. There's been several guys in that spot 
you kind of guessed that, I guess, so far yeah. this season. And, and it's I, I tell you what, let's uh, let's talk about that part uh, in in tomorrow's show about some of the the pieces that you know, like we can kind of you know peel yeah. the onion back a little bit and kind of go through some of these reserves. Uh, and and you now that you've got, I mean, you're you're sitting here. What, what have you played? Six or eight games or whatever it is. I mean, you're six and two, I guess. So uh, you, you you've started to see, and you've only I mean. Think about it. You've you've really got three games left until the real season starts. That that's that's not a whole lot. I mean, you've got Eastern Washington, you've got Houston Christian, and I think it's South Carolina State. That's it. And then and you've got the holiday dropped in the middle of that, and then you go to Fort Worth, and then at, at that point, it's it's a nightmare every night out, you know. And every win is to be celebrated uh, if if you can get them, and you're just trying to get as many of those as you can. But they're going to be tough to come by, but you've got three more games left to kind of sort through and work through some of these things because the non-conference is it's coming to a close here pretty quick. Yeah, this is your no margin for error time. I mean, you're getting no credit for any of these wins. You're going to be sliced and diced for the losses or sliced and diced for an eight-point win <laughs> over seven-point yeah. win over Nichols yeah. potentially. Is it three or four? I'm seeing Jackson State still left as well. Did they get scrubbed? No, you're right. It's four games. Yeah, Jackson okay. State. My fault. Not that it matters. That's, but... that's that's three more home games. Yeah, you do have four more. Yeah, you're playing against Jackson State and Houston. Uh, it's that, who, that's... what, when, where until Texas yeah, Christian December 31st. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, so you've got four more there. But but I mean, you're to your point, rope. you 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 won by seven. You were twenty two and a half point favorite. Not that Vegas, but Vegas mm. maybe didn't know about Jalen Tyson or whatever, but. Um, yeah, a point still stands in that you just don't have that many more games left to kind of sort through some of this stuff. Vegas is always way off, so that wasn't <laughs> our fault. That was Vegas's fault, I'm sure. All right, we will get back to a basketball conversation. I'd love to peel back some onion layers on tomorrow's episode. So join us again next time around on Locked on Texas Tech. And after making Locked on Texas Tech your first listen, make Locked on Sports today your second listen right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Take of the day, big game recaps every day on Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for the insight, as always, Chris, and uh, we'll do it again next time around. Hope it's it's alive. We're Question alive. Mark? Yeah. We're <laughs> yes. alive. Hope is still alive. You did win. You were yes, a winner. You did. you did, no doubt. You didn't see your home winning streak come to an end at the hands of yeah. Nichols, so let's just hope it's not one of these other crumb bum scumbags i'm sorry jackson state i don't even know you i don't know why i'd call you that all right they're coming to town uh soon and they're bringing their luggage and why not throw in it's probably not louis <laughs> if i had to guess all right that does it for us today join us again tomorrow for another edition of locked on texas tech subscribe on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode for chris level i'm casey cowan we'll see you then on locked on texas tech